0: Hello so and welcome to Move the Line a Prop Drop Show. Prop Drop is sponsored by WinBet. Download the WinBet app today and a promo code 444. receive a risk free thousand dollar bet. I'm Ryan Noonan, joined by two of my favorite fellow prop D gens. As always, coming off an exceptional week is Connor Allen. What's going on, Connor?
1: Not much, man. I'm uh, yeah, it was a good week all around, but I think we. <laughs> Uh, You you can introduce our next guest. uh,
0: This guy is so good. He makes money in his sleep. It is our boy, pop stars. Alex, what's going on, man?
2: What is up, guys? You know I look forward to this all week long. I even strategized this week by getting a nap in before the show. Make sure I shook all the cobwebs off. I'm ready to roll. I am rested. And, yeah. I love the intro, by the way.
0: Oh, shout out, Sal. Great job uh, at the top there, buddy. Appreciate that. Uh, Folks, we uh, appreciate you joining us wherever you're listening or watching. Uh, We appreciate it. Subscribe so you don't miss a show. We have two shows a week here Move the Line. This, of course, is our Friday Prop Drop show. Uh, We also do a Wednesday game-by-game breakdown. Connor and I are joined by uh, someone from around the industry to break things down from more of a size and total perspective. Uh, here, we're going to get uh, into the weeds in the prop market. We're going to share four of our favorite props each. And then after uh, is where you jump in. It's the listener questions, So uh, please jump in the chat. If you are watching, let us know uh, a bet that you're considering. Uh, give us any pushback on something that we're you know mentioning earlier in the show. I want to get your feedback and get uh, interactive as much as possible. So also jump in the show notes. You can see. Uh, access to our betting subscription over at 444 has 4. been sliced. Obviously, with half the year gone, 444.com/plans. Uh, 444 betting sum is going to get you access to everything on our site. So, if you are still playing DFS season long, anything like that, so we're going to have NBA stuff sooner than later. We got some golf in the works as well there to end the year. So, uh, take a look at that. It's definitely worth your time. Our discord i think is worth the price alone so uh check that out so uh excited about this one fellas uh, excited that uh, alex is rested and ready to go uh and we got some uh good ones there we would not be a prop drop show if connor didn't start us out with our first bets uh very on brand connor kick us off buddy week 10 double digits what's your first bet of the week
1: yeah, I, I couldn't help myself here. I mean, this one dropped like 15 yards ahead of what I thought it would. Mike White under 238 and passing yards, minus 115 to DraftKings. Uh, we went, we were on this last week, you know, in a similar spot here with Trevor Lawrence's under. Now we can update the column here and see w- how the Bills have performed against opposing quarterbacks. Week one, 188 to Ben Roethlisberger. Week two, 169 to Jacoby Brissett. Week three, 212 to uh, Taylor Heineke. Week four only 87 to uh, Davis Mills. Week five 272 to Patrick Mahomes. Week six 216 to Ryan Daniel. Week seven 205 to Tua. And week nine 118 to Trevor Lawrence. Every quarterback not named Patrick Mahomes has gone under 237 passing yards. Uh, Bills number one pass DBOA, number one explosive play rate allowed, seventh in pass rush, pass rush win rate. Um, I mean, if they haven't watched enough Mike White film to understand that all he does is dump the ball off. And he goes over this number by just dumping the ball off like he did against the Bengals. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that's—I'll take the L, but I really like this play and think that they're
0: able to key in on to those tendencies. I tailed it too. Uh, Alex is shaking his head. I think because he's agreeing, not because he's nodding off. So that's good. It's encouraging. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, it's the moment I saw this line, I actually thought of you, Connor. Uh, I liked it as well. I tailed it as well. Uh, I think it's going to require like 150 dump-offs to um, Michael Carter in order for this over to hit. Yeah, I think this Bills defense is going to be motivated. They're going to be angry. Yeah, I'm expecting a Bills team to come down and just basically clamp Mike White. And I think, uh, yeah, this will be uh, pro- possibly the end of the Mike White experiment after this week as well.
0: Yeah, even though they lost last week, they still – the defense was terrific, uh, to Connor's point, like we you – know, the the uh, Lawrence stuff hit. So, yeah, great spots for an under here as well. And, yeah, it feels significantly too high, maybe 15, 20 yards. So, good call, Connor. Way to stay on brand. I'll do the same thing with my first pick. Mike Evans receiving yards over 76.5. This is available minus 115 on DraftKings. There's some questions with Godwin's availability here. I don't really think that that matters, to be honest. That you can make the case that either way like if Godwin's out Evans sees a higher target share which helps him here or if Godwin's in the lineup obviously it's harder to double Evans and he eats regardless so it's more about the matchup in the spot where the Buccaneers are just a heavy you know pass rate over expectation team Washington football defense is probably one of the bigger disappointments of the season they are pretty terrible they are, either 30th or 31st in DVOA EPA per play or yards per drive allowed they are 31st um or actually they're dead last in um in yards per game to wide receiver ones it's just an incredible fall for from grace for this defense it's rough uh Kendall Fuller's played decent coverage at times this season but like he's given up like 6 to 7 inches on Evans here uh and then the other other corner is Benjamin Saint-Juice he ranks 107th out of 116 uh, cover corners and PFF grade this year. No matchup for this Bucks pass defense. Uh, Evans eats here in a big, big way with or without Godwin. So give me that at 76 and a half. If you're in a prize picks area, uh, you don't have props and you can get prize picks. Prize picks has this at like 66 and a half or something like that, which is nuts. So jam it in uh, anywhere you can get it. Uh, Alex, what do you got, buddy? Uh, nice one. we got a, a return of uh, quarterback here. And uh, feels a little high given the game state.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that is Russell Wilson under 33 and a half passing attempts. I am so happy to see Russell back. I was really surprised to see this number this high. I've been fading him earlier in the season. He had yet to eclipse 32 attempts in a single game this season. The Seahawks Uh, Average 27.5 passing attempts per game. 27.3 in four full games with Russell Wilson. That ranks 31st in the NFL. Seattle ranks just 25th in overall pass rate. Seattle's pass rate on first down is the sixth lowest in the league. The sixth lowest when it's in a tight game. The third lowest when trailing. I mentioned Russell had yes to eclipse 32 attempts in a game and five starts this season. On the other side, Green Bay, meanwhile, likes to play very slow. They like to dominate clock. They rank eighth in time of possession while Seattle ranks dead last. I believe whether A-Rod's under center or it's Jordan Love, we're going to see a very similar game plan from Green Bay. Similar offensive approach where the Packers are going to grind clock, lean heavily on Aaron Jones. A.J. Dillon, use their ground game to keep Seattle's offense off of the field. Even when the Hawks were fully healthy, they had a really hard time sustaining drives running the ball this season. The run game is somewhat non-existent without Chris Carson, who's already been ruled out for Week 10. Yeah, this offense to me is just kind of very feast and famine. They either get a lot of big plays or they turn uh, the ball over on downs. I thought this number came in, um, yeah, overly inflated, way too high. I, th- I was expecting to see it around 31.5 or – uh, 32.5. So yeah, I absolutely love this spot. Russell Wilson under 33 and a half passing attempts.
0: Connor, I think yeah.
1: you have this one in the books too, right? Yeah, actually I hit this in our, our discord and I in my article, um, I think that, I mean, you did a great job, great job summarizing it. And I also think like, I mean, he's only, Russell Wilson's only a few weeks removed from, from finger surgery. Like do you really think that they're going to go out there and like really make it a point to pass the ball? Uh, I don't think so. So unless they face like serious negative game script, uh, I just don't think that that's really in the cards for them. And with how slow the Packers are playing, I mean that that game against the the Cardinals just you know sticks in my mind of just how slow they played and like how much they bled the clock. That you know maybe lose some other bets, uh, but you know it's still it's just they play so slow. I could see this game being the quickest game uh, uh, of the slate just because the clock is always running.
0: Yeah, good call. I like your next bet, Connor. I hadn't seen this. Uh, I- kind of been offline for the last couple hours so i'm imagining this pop very recently but i like this i'm going to probably hug it uh what's your number two bet of the week
1: yeah so my second one is uh ricky seals jones over uh three and a half receptions here and you can find this at plus money uh right now over at DraftKings and a few other spots i think actually plus 132 in new in new jersey um but i don't really understand this one or why it's plus money because Three or four games since Logan Thomas has went down, um, he's played like 98% or more of the snaps in every single game. He has nine, seven, six, and four targets in those games as well. He's gone – has more than three and a half receptions in three of the four games. And then now he faces off against the Bucks, who have allowed the second most receptions to opposing tight ends. And um, the football team is double-digit underdogs against a pass-funnel defense, so they're going to have to be throwing the ball. Um, and with, like, you know, no one really healthy for the Washington football team, including Antonio Gibson – it's unlikely that they go run heavy. Uh, so I think that, you know, in a passive situation in a good matchup where he's already been hitting this number, uh, I like the over here and is it plus money. So I would, mean, I would play it to even money, to be honest. I think that over three and a half is, is, is a, a move here. And that if you can still find a plus money, I
0: think it's stealing. I'm going to get that before all our listeners steam away, the plus money <laughs> option here. Uh, I typically like to wait till after the show, but uh, we'll, we'll fire this one. Although I guess it is my turn. So I suppose I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm up here. Um, Next, Mike Williams, over 60 and a half receiving yards on DraftKings. Big Mike dominated the first few weeks and then has been the victim of elite shadow coverage the past month. Um, He's caught two balls on five targets in three straight games. Yardage totals in those games, 27, 19, and 58. The The Vikings, though, don't have Marlon Humphrey, J.C. Jackson, or Darius Slay. And that's, I think, a big, big note here. Um, he's got about three inches and 30 pounds on all these dudes. Cameron Dantzler uh, is like crack skinny. Uh, Rashad Breeland might not even play. Uh, Pat Pete's still out in this one. So uh, Vikings have been decent, actually pretty good, surprisingly, against the pass this season, but they've allowed a pretty high rate of explosive plays here. So uh, they it's just a nice spot for him to get back on the wagon uh, this number's dipped quite a bit compared to how he was early in the season after he was going off week after week. So uh, a couple of deep balls here in a game that has a nice implied team total, you know, up in the uh, mid fifties. So uh, Mike Williams over 60 and a half is a really nice number. I think he should be in, up into the seventies here. So like that one quite a bit uh, over on DraftKings. I think I've seen it moving a little bit uh, at some other spots, but sixty and a half and a half up into like the low sixties. I'm, I'm absolutely fine with. So uh, Alex this next one I was about to put in the sheets and you beat me and I think it's a terrific bet so uh, floor is yours
2: I appreciate that Ryan yeah this might be the first time that I've beaten you to a we're play in, this we're in year So together
0: at the same time today so we do like to be I like when we have overlap, whether it's you know, you, you and me, Connor, I, those are good things.
2: I made sure to get it in early, too, uh, this week. So, yeah, I was uh, very, uh, also very bullish on this, seeing that you liked it as well, Ryan. It's Pat Friermuth, over three and a half receptions. Last I checked, this was plus 100 on DraftKings, which I think is a fantastic value. We are witnessing a Friermuth breakout. Over the last three games, he's handled 20 targets, which he's turned into 16 receptions, with at least four catches in all three games and 43 receiving yards as well. Uh, Chase Claypool has also been ruled out. He should really condense the target tree even further in Pittsburgh. We know Juju is also out as well. Really the only viable receiver is Deontay Johnson, uh, now Fryermuth and Najee Harris um, are the only options I feel like Ben is going to be really comfortable with. We know Najee should also continue having monster workloads in the running game, uh, Eric Ebron is returning this week. I'm not very worried about that. He's yet to eclipse three targets in a game. Friermuth has clearly earned the job, in my opinion. I think even if Ebron plays, there should be plenty of work left for Friermuth. Lions also ranked 29th in passing DVOA. Uh, Friermuth led all Steelers with an 85.1 PFF grade in Week 9. He has an overall grade of 80.6 on the season, which is the sixth highest mark for any tight end. I don't think that uh, the fantasy community or where the prop betting community is alone and thinking that the the sky has come out and won this job. I think it is plain to see for everyone. The Heath Miller comparisons are real. Ben looks at Friermuth in big moments. I think this line should have come out at four and a half, even with the return of Ebron who really shouldn't factor in or have a significant role in the offense. Yeah. The Friermuth is a first down machine. Ben looks to him when it counts. I I love this spot, uh, especially at plus money.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. There was actually a, uh, a Twitter question earlier, too, about uh, any concerns on Ebron. Uh, no, uh, not really. I mean, so the last time they both played, uh, Friermuth outsnapped outsnapped him uh, 52% to 41%. Ebron was targeted on 11% of his routes, and Friermuth was targeted on 32% of his routes. So, like, he had already taken over as the tight end one in this offense. I think there's a chance, though, like, you know, Alex said without Claypool that you maybe see a little bit more two tight two tight end personnel. So Fryer move is going to be on the field and is the preferred option. He's not the one that's you know in his early thirties coming off a hammy injury, right? He's like twenty two years old and you know fresh bodied. Also, the Lions are twenty ninth in DVOA against the position, and uh, yeah, he's just absolutely been eating. He's gone seven targets, seven catches. Four catches on seven targets and five catches on six targets the past three outings. So absolutely great spot for him. Uh, Love that one by Alex in a big, big way. Um, We're halfway home. Don't forget, if you are watching on YouTube, throw some questions in the chat. We will get there shortly uh, as we hit the turn here, the back nine. Connor, kick us off.
1: Yeah, I mean, just I'll break the show up a little bit here. Uh, we got a nice question here from GF Sports Trading, Alex, to stay awake for the whole duration of the show. <laughs> yes, plus one hundred. No, minus one twenty-five. Um, I'll I'll bet the yes if you're willing to take
0: action, but uh, it's a th- I think it's a sharp line, so pretty good line. I think the pre-game nap helps. I think you know it's not bad juice. It's very generous. You know, this is. Yeah. A- I mean, we just never know whether
1: Alex has been hitting the garden, you know, prior to the show. So, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. always, that could influence the lines one way or another. I mean,
0: it's true. Some inside uh,
1: info there if you got a little camera
0: in the garden, you know. garden gardens <laughs> guy is sticky in the garden. Sticky. Oh, so. man.
1: So good. All right. Uh, my next one Elijah Mitchell over 14 and a half carries. Uh, he's gone over this number in four of six games this season. He's been seeing nearly all the backfield work in most recent games, uh, you know, getting close to like 90% of the carries. Um, whispers of, you know, Jeff Wilson eating to his workload, I think are a little bit overblown, played zero snaps prior to their buy. He also had a scare today at practice, um, you know, a couple hours ago where, I mean, they were, I mean, a scare is not good and he was limited in practice. So I, I think that, you know, they're probably not going to just throw him in there and, and give him a bunch of carries. Also. Um, I mean, I think that really depends. This one depends on how close they keep the game. As long as it's close for like a half or even like a quarter, I think it's okay. I mean, last week, or when the last time they played against the Cardinals, it was 17 to zero at the start of the second quarter. So, you know, barring that happening, I think that Mitchell is very much in play uh, to, you know, hit over this. And I think approach 20 carries as long as the game is relatively close.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Um, Yeah, the the Wilson stuff only helps. So uh, I'm interested to see what happens to that in the next couple of hours, especially with our our, uh, active listening audience. So good catch there. Way to jump on it early. Uh, next for me, Adam Thielen, under 64 and a half receiving oh. yards. And I know you don't hear that word for me very often, um, but I got, a, I got two in a row here. Uh, it's a, there's some unders on the board. Um, I just expect this to be a extremely run-heavy game for the Vikings against the Chargers. The uh, Chargers just refuse to put more than six to seven guys in the box, and I think Mike Zimmer and Kubiak Jr. take them up on the offer, and they run 30-plus times here. Um, I already bet Dalvin cooks over rushing yards. That number is way gone. Now I think it's probably still bettable to be honest. I think he just gets a ton of work here. Uh, Legal issues probably don't bite in this week. So um, we'll save that uh, hot takes for another show, but uh, he's playing this week and he's going to run early and often. So uh, chargers rank second in yards per game allowed to wide receiver twos in the season are proprietary schedule adjusted fantasy points per game metric at four for four has the chargers as the second toughest matchup for wide receivers trayvon campbell has been balling out asante samuel jr chris harris it's a nice trio of corners for the chargers uh just a tough spot our projections have Thielen uh just a little bit in like the a little shy of 60 so they are also on the side here i think it's a run heavy spot and Thielen is not really the yards after the catch guy that's going to burn you in a spot like this so if you went under 64 and a half i think is a, a really nice look
2: i i absolutely love that spot ryan i actually gave out dalvin cook over 85 and a half rushing yards to my slack and then earlier uh today on the other uh stream that i appear on i gave out kirk cousins under passing yards so yeah that really lines up nicely couldn't agree more with everything you said love, love the play it. Um, That brings me to my next play, which is A.J. Dillon, over 54.5 combined rushing and receiving yards. I want to reiterate that is rushing and receiving yards combo prop. Um, Listen, football fans outside of Green Bay might not realize this, but A.J. Green has been outproducing, outperforming Aaron Jones while simultaneously inching closer and closer to a 50-50 backfield split. This season, I have been super impressed and encouraged by Dylan. As a running back, He a very explosive. He routinely fights for extra yards. He's getting more involved in the passing game. He possesses all the tools of an elite three-down back. I'm curious to get your guys' take on the situation after I um, continue on a little bit. The Packers are also in desperate need of playmakers having very little offensive talent outside of Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, especially at their skill positions over the last six games, Dylan has eclipsed this total in five of six games while averaging 10.1 rushing attempts, 68.5 combined rushing and receiving yards per game, and a very robust 5.9 yards per touch. He gets to face a Seahawks defense that is allowing 105 yards per game on the ground and 70.1 receiving yards per game to the running back position. That is 175.1 combined rushing and receiving yards to the position that is the second most yards Uh, allowed on a per game basis to the position. Um, I love everything that I've seen out of Dylan. He is forcing the Packers hand to increase his workload. He continues to excel in this Green Bay offense. Uh, To me, he's somewhat matchup proof, even at this low of a number. Luckily for us, he's facing a just putrid Seattle defense that has been Absolutely shredded by opposing running backs, both on the ground and through the air. It would not surprise me at all. This is one of the last weeks we are treated to a number this low on him, so I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts.
0: Yeah, you know, just kind of looking into this a little bit here, the last couple of weeks, uh, AJ Dillon's routes run per game has gone from 19% to 20% to 32%, which is really nice. Um, the long down and distance stuff is starting to eat into a little bit of that Aaron Jones workload as well, which I think is interesting to see. Um, and last week, too, I mean, you saw 13% target share for A.J. Dillon, just 6% for Aaron Jones. I know it's one game and we're still talking about pretty small margins here, but he is definitely eating into that a little bit. So I, I, I like that call. It's a pretty good shout out here. Yeah, uh, our projections have him
1: at 55 rushing yards alone, so... You know. Yeah.
0: We're always to be honest, we're always a little high on A.J. Dillon.
1: Yeah, cuz we got uh Paulson doing the projections and he's a big Packers guy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's he wears two cheese heads while he does the projections, so it's the only
1: thing that we don't uh that I don't <clears throat> fully take stock into is some <laughs> of the, the the Packers projections.
0: Except the uh the Devonte Adams projections, they're always fine. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Most, never, it's never it's an 80 for 110 like every week with Rodgers. <laughs> he's going to get it this week too, so uh, all right. We're almost done. Get those. You guys are also awesome. been firing off since I mentioned it. Keep it going. We each have uh, one more to go, and then uh, we will address your questions. Continue to drag me in the chat. Um, I appreciate it, Connor. You are <laughs> up uh, with your your fourth bet.
1: Um, yeah, my last bet. Uh, let me. I think this is the one I did. Uh, Zach Pascal under forty and a half receiving yards. Um, I think that you know we were on the spot actually a couple of weeks ago with Ty Hilton uh, coming back, but he got injured mid game. Uh, he only played like forty four percent of the snaps. Prior to that, Pascal, Pascal wasn't doing anything. Now we have Hilton coming back, cleared, um, going to play, and the line is higher. Uh, it's at 40 yards. Um, and so I think that as now he's going to be behind Pittman and, uh, and Hilton. And so I figure that in this spot here against, um, you know, where they're going to be big – they're big favorites. They might be a skew a little bit run heavy. Um, like he has to be super efficient or catch a long ball uh, to hit the over, I think, on this one. So our projections have him at 25 receiving yards. Uh, I like this down to, like, 35, to be honest. I think 40 is a, a little bit aggressive.
0: Man, Connor's going to go 4-0 this week. I mean, these are – all four of these are, are – That's that's the goal. All four of these are good plays. Um, I like them a lot. Yeah, the Pascal a couple weeks ago, we lost by a half yard in the one you're referencing yeah. with T.Y. coming back, and uh, that, was, that was brutal. And then the spot where you think they're 10.5-point favorites at home against Jacksonville, like, this should be a very heavy – Jonathan Taylor, second half. Uh, We we should not be getting beat by garbage time. Zach Pascal here, so um, I'm with you there. This answers a – my next one is answering a uh, a question here in the chat as well. I figured it's not my forte, and I thought, why did my toes in the water on quarterback unders? Let's just jump right in to the deep end here. I got Pat Mahomes under – 288 and a half passing yards. This is minus minus one eleven on MGM. Um, yeah. I mean, that we know the offensive struggles for the chiefs. They are well-documented at this point. I just, I don't think that Travis Kelsey is suddenly washed per se, but he's certainly on the wrong side of it. And there's really no one outside of Tyreek to support this offense each week. Um, they're becoming a little bit more predictable and the teams have adjusted. They are 28th in explosive pass rate allowed on the season. And Mahomes has gone under this number in six of his last seven games. The Raiders have played them tough historically, especially the last couple of years. They won in Arrowhead last year, and their defense has been a pretty big surprise. Um, they lead the league in pressure rate on first and second down by like a significant margin too, and that's despite being the lowest blitz rate team on early downs. Some stuff from Warren Sharp there. Um, is playing out of his mind. Max Crosby's playing awesome. I think they're going to be able to get some pressure. And the Raiders are also allowing the fifth lowest rate of explosive pass plays on the season. So um, I think the Chiefs probably turn it around some, at some point in the season. I just don't think it's this week. 288 is really high. We have him, uh, I think, in the mid-260s here. And, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously an under on Mahomes is not a comfortable watch. But, again, six out of the last seven, he has been under this number. We would say the same thing if we bet uh, against the Chiefs on a side, and they've covered in four of their last 20 games, which is just wild. Like, I mean, we, we know how sharp these lines are. If you just were to stretch this out and distribute it over a course of bets, like, you're going to figure, what, 55, 45 occasionally, it's going to be pretty close to 50%. Like, a 20 game sample of them winning four bets is crazy. So, uh, yeah, I think this is a, a nice underplay on Mahomes. I like it. Yeah, it's it's a
1: little scary, but I think that it's
0: for sure. Betting. He can it's Mahomes, dude. He can have to eighty at the half.
1: Yeah, know? I I like betting unders on shitty guys. You know that's kind of my my thing. And but to each their own. You know if this becomes your niche, uh, I'm all for it because I think that there's probably actually more valuable value in betting these guys under. Um, but yeah, I don't always have the stomach for it. So yeah, good luck.
0: We'll see, you know, it's, it was, it, I thought it was just a bad number. And, you know, I, we joke, like we have a, a thing here, but like, yeah, I, I love betting overs. I love betting good receivers in that 60 range mark to go over. But at the same time if I feel like a number there's value on an under, we're going to take the under, we just take the best number where I think there's value. I default to looking for some of those overs, but this number just kind of jumped out because I think this matchup is a little bit dicey for the chiefs and uh, in the division, again, the leagues kind of figured them out. Obviously, a team in the division is going to be as comfortable as anyone with them right now. So it's just we've been waiting and waiting and waiting for them to turn the switch. And I just don't think there's a switch this year. So, Alex, um, I almost bet this one but because I went uh, over on Dalvin, under on Thielen, over on Big Mike. I didn't want to be overexposed to this game, but this one is a great, great bet. Um, Take us home
2: yeah I know this is a bit of a noonan special as you cashed this bet last week. I figured you were looking at this and this does somewhat uh contradict my cousin's uh fade, but I do think uh he can support this guy at this number and it's Tyler Conklin over 34 and a half receiving yards. I saw this at minus 115 on DraftKings. Uh, Yeah, look, Conklin has recently emerged as the third option in Minnesota's passing attack. The fourth year veteran has gone over this line in three straight games while averaging four catches and 58 yards in the process. His role in the offense is growing. He's running more and more passing routes every week. He gets a very tasty matchup against a Chargers defense that has been very generous to enemy tight ends. The Chargers are surrendering 75 0.5 yards per game to the position that is good for the second highest total in the NFL. Los Angeles could also be without starting free safety. next year. Adderley who has yet to practice this week. He has been a plus in coverage for the chargers as well. Uh, yeah. We're also starting to see the Vikings offense air the ball out more than we have in previous seasons, especially with Mike Zimmer as their coach, they rank ninth in passing attempts. Kirk cousins is certainly not afraid to check the ball down to his tight end. If that's what the defense is giving him. Uh, yeah. I've been impressed by Conklin. He passes the eye test. Um, I've felt like he was going to take advantage of an opportunity as soon as it presented itself to him that is exactly what we're witnessing he's quickly becoming a security blanket over the middle of a field for a quarterback who is often reluctant to take shots down the field uh yeah i expected this number to be somewhere in the low 40s so yeah i absolutely love it at over 34 and a half yards
0: chargers 31st in dvoa against the tight end position giving up 68.3 yards per game to tight ends, uh, absolutely great spot for Conklin, and I think you're right. I think you could be on the under on Cousins, uh, and we're dealing with a 32 yard threshold here. Uh, he, very much both of those things can happen, so we're not talking about the you know a Justin Jefferson over and a and a Cousins under. So I think that makes a ton of sense. So, all right, everyone, um, we answered some of the quick tr- uh, Twitter questions that we had, so then we can start to roll through some of the stuff that you have there. Uh, continue to put them in here, and we can uh, get to it. You guys are awesome. People's props section. Here we go. Uh, yeah, we were late because of Connor. It's always Connor's fault. Um, <laughs> just kidding. Connor was on time today.
1: Prop stars became poop stars. That's what we thought.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, thoughts on George Kittle receiving? Uh, George Kittle is a good receiver. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think hey, oh, called <laughs> um, I think it's a, you know, obviously probably neutral to negative game scripts uh, against the Rams. I don't have the number off the top of my head. We haven't projected for 70 and a half yards. Um, I don't know if anyone had the number. Let me pull it up here. I'm looking. Yeah, Kittle. I mean, obviously nice game last week uh, coming back in limited fashion in Balling out a little bit. Uh, looking at like
1: 57.5. I mean, seems low.
0: Yeah, it's a pretty good margin there. Let me see. Yeah, 50. Oh, is it was a 51.5 on FanDuel. Wow. Really? 57 on Caesars and DraftKings, 51 on FanDuel. I mean, 51 we have
1: on... we have 70 projected.
0: So so 51 on FanDuel is actually
1: a really nice number. Yeah, I think that's actually a pretty good bet. Uh... <clears throat> Yeah, I don't mind that at all, actually. 51 and a half is a little low. It should probably be like 60. Yeah, he he looked
2: healthy last week too. I think it was reported he was going to be on a pitch count heading into the game. He ended up playing, I think, close to a full complement of snaps as well. He looked very spry, very healthy. Obviously, finished with a really impressive stat line. I think he had over a hundred yards and a touchdown versus the Cardinals. So yeah, I, I haven't heard any reports that he suffered any setbacks in practice as far as his health is concerned. So too, yeah, I, I would definitely like that at fifty and a half.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty nice here. Uh, Rams to beat the Niners. Sure. Uh, Number seven. Three, three and a half, my favorites, right? Yeah, three, four. Yeah, okay. I would think so, maybe, but um, that's the Wednesday show. Join us on Wednesdays. We get a little bit more granular there. Although this week we didn't do that. So uh, follow me on Twitter. We'll have a, a win bet video breaking that one down. I haven't got into the weeds on the uh, Niners and Rams yet. Um, under 22.5 completions, minus 128. That That's for? a very vague question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I assume you probably put that in there, Gabriel, when we were talking about someone. Um, so if you're still watching, we'll circle back and uh, you can let us know who you're talking about. Uh, Alex, we did this. Uh, Heineken, under 22 and a half completions. Over, yeah. It's here. Uh, over, I'm sorry. Yeah, 22 and a half. Uh, that makes sense. I mean, a negative game script we're talking about. Let me see what our projections there is. there. 22-
1: 22. Mm-hmm. Point eight. that's um, tough, but not a bettable edge per se. Let's see, what do our what's the um, prop explorer tool to like? How often is he hitting something like that? Uh, we're looking at yeah, I mean he's like fifty uh, percent basically. So
0: okay, not enough of an edge. Yeah. I would I would leave that one alone um, unless you see something that we don't hear. I know.
1: Yeah, I know the sharp group played it, uh, but for me, I think it's a little too close. Uh,
0: Patrick. Wants to know about Tim Patrick over 36 and a half receiving yards uh, in this matchup against the Eagles. I get it. Um, I think it's probably a better day for Judy and Patrick since you probably see Darius Slay who has been balling out this year on Cortland Sutton. Um, Alex, do you have a lean on that?
2: Uh, I don't. That's actually the first time I'm seeing the number. It is interesting though, watching Patrick. I think obviously he's somewhat miscast when he's asked to be the first or second player. Uh, Pass-catching offense in the with the Broncos when we see him more as an ancillary role, though he seems to be really taking advantage um, of those situations. Yeah, I've been impressed by him recently, especially since Judy has returned. I think he's led the Broncos two games in a row in receiving yards, if I'm not mistaken. Is that is that correct? But, uh, yeah, that seems like an attainable number versus a secondary that does – defend the deep ball well though. So yeah, um, I do think it's somewhat of a difficult matchup for him. Um, don't have a strong take on it one way or the other though.
0: Our projections at uh, 45 and a half. So we're a lean over again. That's a coming on 2.8 receptions. So we're talking about a good amount of variance with the way that Patrick's used down the field. So I'll take that with a, a grain of salt. Jayvon, let's ride baby. Uh, Mahomes under 290 and a half. Love let's it. Get, let's get it. Uh, Ryan wants to know about CPAT over forty-two and a half receiving yards. you um, should have just
1: bet CPAT at like a hundred dollars and rolled over your money every single week, and you'd be like a gosh. millionaire by now. I think
0: for real, dude, he's been unbelievable. Um, yeah, in this spot against with his usage, he's almost like a ninety-five percent player at this point too. Because you see, like he's running, uh, you know, he's basically hard to classify as a running back versus a receiver. I was trying to do some stuff. But we were talking about it in our Discord this week, like. The Cowboys have been decent against pass-catching running backs, but like, how do you classify CPAT, especially without uh, you know Calvin Ridley in the lineup? So uh, you can always sell me on on CPAT. Um, I know producer Sal has been on that uh, every single week. Let's see. The real question is: Will we hear or see Alex's cat plus a hundred? <laughs> yes. Minus one twenty-five. No. I haven't heard. I haven't heard it yet. Uh, yeah. Live odds are probably close to even at this point. We'll see. We'll see. All right, a lot of show left. Uh, Matt Ryan, over 24 and a half completions. I mean, I was shocked at what they did last week against the Saints. They also had a 0% success rate on the grounds, which is impressive to go on the road in the division and win with a 0% success rate. Uh, I I think it's hard to think that he's going to be that efficient again. But, again, they are, you know, 8 nine point dogs on the road. I think there's a lot of recency bias there thinking about what happened with the last thing we saw from the Cowboys and the last thing we saw from the Falcons. Uh, Either of you have a a lean on Ryan over.
2: Uh, I I like his yard somewhat. I I do think it's interesting. Uh, I know it's, we're not talking large sample sizes here, but with the absence of Calvin Ridley, and I think this often happens with a lot of uh, star players, he's, Ryan just seems more comfortable it, sort of in the flow of the offense, not having to force feed a particular player, just kind of taking what's available to him. Uh, again, we're, again, this is not a large sample size and just based on uh, limited data. But, yeah, he, without Ridley in the lineup, I feel like this offense – kind of just breathes and functions a little more efficiently. He's able to spread the ball around, not have to worry about someone getting, you know, eight to 12 targets per game. So yeah, I've, I think Brian's playing really well. I like his yards this week. Um, yeah. The completions I think is somewhat efficient, somewhat of a high line, but yeah, I've been bullish and encouraged uh, by Ryan's performances recently with Ridley out of the lineup in particular.
0: That a great spot for, for Kyle Pitts. I wanted the number to be lower, uh, Dallas is dead last in DVOA against the tight end position. He dropped like a 60 yard touchdown in the first couple of minutes of that game last week. He catches that. He, you know, we're not even talking, his, his number is probably in the seventies um, cause he goes for a hundred plus there. So um, I wish his number wasn't like the mid sixties, but yeah, I think that this is a pretty decent matchup for them. And obviously he can help carry Ryan over some of these thresholds as well. Um. Uh, Jayvon wants to know Najee under 93 and a half rushing yards. Uh, Good matchup, obviously, at home against the Lions. Our projections are under. We have him at 89. It's really three and a half yards per carry over and over again with Najee in this offensive line. It is a, a good matchup, and he could get volume, which could be a problem. But do either of you have a lean on Najee at 93 and a half rushing yards?
2: I'd be worried about him getting 22 to 24 carries um, yeah. in a matchup, especially without uh, Juju, no Chase Claypool. Uh, there's really just not a lot of viable options for Pittsburgh. We talked about that when we went over Fire Moose play. I'm expecting a very, very heavy workload. Uh, yeah, I know that the line hasn't been great, but, yeah, I just would be concerned about him getting there on an inefficient line. Um, yeah, and just receiving a ton of volume. So I, I personally wouldn't have the stomach for it.
1: I mean, the last time that we saw this Lions team, they were getting trounced at home by a bad Eagles team, you know, who literally just ran the ball like the entire <laughs> game. Um, and so I think we're probably going to see a lot of the same here. And it's not apples to apples in terms of the offensive line, but I mean, they Steelers, are just a much better team. So,
0: yeah. I don't know. I didn't talk about this because I don't even know if it's out there. I haven't checked it. But like, for some reason, points bet left um, a. DeAndre Swift, total yards prop on the board. Um, I went to get it on DraftKings as soon as I heard Jamal Williams was out. It was 95 and a half. I tried to bet it, and it got blocked. It got pulled right away. I went on a points bet. It was 10 yards lighter. It was 85 and a half yards on points bet with better juice. Uh, It stayed up there for about another half an hour. and They moved it a little bit, but it had still been up there like 90 and change. I don't know if they're still leaving it up there, but – we had we had Swift projected for like 98 yards before the Williams news, and we had Williams projected for 43 total yards. So, like, speaking of that game, if that Swift number is still up there on points bet, if you're listening, uh, take that. I would take it anywhere. I take the over anywhere over 100 yards. Um, if the number's under 100, like that's a, a really nice number. Rumor has it there are some sharp people in the industry that think the Lions are going to win this game. Uh, I don't want to out those people, but. Um, Yeah, I think that's a strong play. Considering again, last thing we saw uh, was them losing by thirty-eight at home to the Eagles. But again, maybe they had a terrific bye week, and uh, there's some magic juju going on there. I'm Um, off.
2: I'm off. Sorry, I mean to cut you off. I'm often finding that points bet has a lot of uh, inefficient lines, and uh, yeah, I noticed earlier that Adrian Peterson was thirty-seven and a half rushing yards. On points bet and he was 33 and a half on every single other book so yeah that seems to be a reoccurring theme you can find some uh really plus ev spots and really good value on points bet
1: they just do their own thing and then they don't move yardage totals a lot they like juice them which is very strange until mm-hmm. like for until they just like don't know what to do with it so it'll be like you know whatever the line was like an hour ago but like minus 200 if it gets steamed one way yeah which is very odd uh,
2: That's what the Peterson line was. It was like minus 143 one side and then minus 115 the other. It just didn't move.
0: Javon, this is the right way to go after the Pittsburgh game. Deontay over 72 and a half. Uh, I gave Deontay the week off from the show. Um, (laughs) He's been a regular uh, contributor here. Yeah, dude. I mean, he's going to see 40% of the targets against a terrible Lions secondary uh, with no Chase Claypool like Deontay. For sure, he can get this in the first half and absolutely, absolutely crush. Uh, Patrick, Tyler Higby under 39 and a half receiving yards. Uh, obviously, again, I've not dug into that game yet. Uh, let me get a number here. What we have, uh, our Higby number is, wait for it, 40 on the dot. So uh, not a lot of value there for me on Higby. I'm guessing you guys feel the same. Yeah,
2: yeah, I do know San Francisco, uh, I'm fairly certain, covers tight ends uh, very well. It will be interesting to see the target distribution with OBJ. I don't expect him to obviously have a large role or target share in the offense, especially uh, his first week. But, yeah, uh, I, I think that's an interesting spot that uh, could potentially be okay.
0: Yeah, uh, ninth in DVOA against the position for the Niners, giving up 36 yards per game to the position. Uh, Dak under 25 and a half completions. We have him a tad over, uh, but I get why you can get here. They have been leaning run heavy uh, in the games prior to Dak going down with an injury in a spot where we think they could bounce back here against the Falcons, could lean run heavy even more in the second half. Uh, Do either of you have a lean? The matchup
1: is good. That's the only issue, though. It's like if if they were anyone competent, I would lean under. But for me, it's probably stay away.
2: Yeah, if Atlanta keeps up in the game or can keep the game competitive, uh, yeah, I feel like there's multiple ranges of outcomes as far as the game script is concerned, uh, different ways that it can go that could uh, yeah, impact that line. So to me, I, I can see Dallas you know, possibly trouncing the Falcons. I could also see the Falcons being competitive. So this is kind of a game I've stayed away from a little bit, just not really having a uh, strong read on what Dallas team we're going to see. It's kind of been a little bit Jekyll and Hyde this season. Um, but, yeah, uh, don't have a strong take on it.
0: Uh, Matthias, would you play Thielen under 62 and a half? Yeah, and it's probably, it's probably in the range still. Um, I'm not going to go much lower than that. Um, I don't know where that number has moved to, but yeah, I mean, we're getting a little close. Our projection I think is like a tick over 59. So 62 and a half. Yeah. But we're, we're getting, we're getting close to the threshold. I played that by the
1: way as well. I, I am also playing that. I'm, I'm seconding it. I like your, your analysis on it. Let's go.
2: I played as under five and a half catches actually uh, prior to coming on here.
0: <laughs> uh, GF sports trading wants to know what'll happen first in the show. Alex's cat. The plus one twenty, or Ryan mentioning look ahead lines at minus one forty. Oh man, putting you on blast. That's our boy
1: Grant, uh, Grant from UK, who also changed
0: his oh, name to Sleep Discord. Stars.
1: Yeah, he changed his name to Sleep Stars in our Discord uh, <laughs>
0: after well, the this- last week's incident. This is so good. Yeah. His Abby is perfect too. His Abby is you. Uh, dead asleep on the show, which is fantastic. Uh, I went to tag him in our
1: Discord and I typed in like Grant, Grant, like UK, something like that. And <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's Sleep Stars. And I had to like at Sleep Stars and then tag him. So good.
0: You know what, Grant, in this space, you know, you get sometimes you got to find little niches to, you know, brand yourself and, you know, differentiate. And uh, not a lot of folks out there, grinding look aheads. And, uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm grinding look-aheads. When dude, it's buttered
1: because um, no one likes his look ads except for him. That's actually not true. <laughs> yeah. People I love is, your look ads. People love them. You, Rahul, sorry. Rahul is the only one who likes him. Rahul
0: does. Uh, and check the traffic numbers on that article. That <laughs> article does it very, very, very well. So that's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> Imagine not wanting the best of the number. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't even know where this conversation ends. Like, uh, You guys caping up for the worst of the number. Like, knock yourself out. Everyone just bet sides and totals on Sunday morning. <laughs> DM me what you like. What game do I like. Uh, and then don't DM me after you lose because your number is three points bad. So, uh, <laughs> man, you guys. Uh, Zach, you're the man. Great show. We appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out with us. Ryan wants to know about uh, AJ Dillon at 53.5 on DK.
2: Awesome. At 53, AJ Dylan's at 53 and a half rushing and receiving.
0: Yep. Combined, I'm guessing. Let's see here. Yep. 53 and a half. I just thought, awesome. It's even better. Alex is so damn good. He doesn't even need the best of the number. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, cat asthma. Yeah. No cat asthma featured on the show yet. But uh, again, we got about 10, 15 minutes left. So uh, don't cross it out. Jerry Judy over four and a half receptions minus minus one fifty-eight. I-, I like Judy in the spot. Minus 158 is rich. Um, Connor, any thoughts on that? And then uh, Alex.
1: Yeah, just in general, like I don't like to bet juice up overs um, just because a lot can go wrong. I mean, just just a lot. I mean, there's so many towards the under, so betting that much of juice on an over, I think an under I'm more inclined to do if you really think the number's off. Like a guy is like barely playing or something like that. But uh, yeah, for me, if you can find, you know, if you really like it that much, you probably find like a five and a half at plus 20 somewhere that is worth the sprinkle rather than the four and a half at minus 150.
2: Yeah, I think Connor summed it up well. I, I love the spot as well. I, I was actually waiting, uh, refreshing frequently today, hoping that line would open at four and a half. And yeah, just come in, uh, not all steamed up. But yeah, it opened uh, minus 150 to begin with. So that was uh, disappointing. But uh, yeah, I love the spot for Judy. But yeah, similar sentiments towards Connor that uh, juiced up as it is, there's so many things that could potentially go wrong that, uh, yeah, I'd rather play it at five and a half at plus money.
0: Yeah, so that answers this question too. Cole Beasley over four and a half and minus 145. Same premise. I mean, yeah, you can like the spot for Beasley. He was basically an extension of the running game last week. I uh, just got peppered with three yard targets over and over again. So yeah, I mean, this is a little bit better. But I still don't love it if, uh, if you don't have to. For what it's worth, we have Beasley
1: at 5.9 receptions, and we only have Judy at 5.3. So if you're going to do one of them, uh, easily.
0: easily. Uh Also, the thoughts on Delvin over 18.5 carries. Yeah, uh, we have him at 23. Uh, I think he can get into the mid-20s in this one. Um, I'm not sure what the price is at 18.5, but I think that that's probably a pretty good number. Alex, you agree?
2: Yeah, I absolutely love this spot for Dalvin. I mean, We know Mike Zimmer um, will happily run the ball uh, as much as the defense will give him. We've seen this Chargers team inviting teams to run, just get absolutely gashed by running backs. Dalvin's still one of the most explosive, dynamic running backs in football. I expect him to have a massive workload and uh, be the engine for Minnesota's offense on Sunday. So, yeah, I love that as well. I've, I have it projected, I think, in the low 20s as well, so I think that's a significant edge.
0: You're our engine, Alex. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, he likes Grant, like the uh, the Conklin play. Shout out there. Uh, let's see. Manny Sanders. Manny Sanders is our non-Packers uh, inflated uh, projection guy every week. We, we love Manny Sanders consistently. Number here, 49.5 minus 114. We have Manny Sanders projected for 60.5 yards. Um, So we feel good about that. Again, 3.4 receptions. The way they're using Manny is in a very deep down the field kind of way. So you're looking at him landing these splash plays. Again, great matchup against a really bad Jets secondary. Uh, Alex, you lean on Manny over 49 and a half.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm actually with Diggs this week. Uh, I would lean over on Manny. Um, But, yeah, I I do think we're going to see potentially uh, Diggs receive double-digit targets in the game I've been encouraged by his usage I know the production obviously hasn't been quite what it was last year he led the league in receiving yards had a historically great season this year Um, there's been a decrease in production but yeah he's still on pace to have a good season there's been a slight decrease in his overall target share as well but yeah I do think that when it matters most uh, Josh Allen still looking his way he's still the first read in a very high volume um, passing offense, the Bills are still throwing the ball a ton. And then this is just an excellent matchup versus a Jets defense that ranks bottom three in pretty much every single uh, defensive passing metric as well. So, yeah, I, I'm lo- looking at Diggs. I think Diggs was actually a really good value at 73 and a half yards.
0: All right, next one we have Corey Davis under 44 and a half yards. Um, I yeah. don't even know his status here. We have him for 49 yards if he plays. Under 44-and-a-half makes a lot of sense contingent with our Mike White under. Uh, Connor, any thoughts on that one? Yeah, I
1: looked at this long and hard, and uh, I think I might play it. I mean, does, do you think that he draws Tredavious White? Like
2: I, I do, yeah. I gave this out actually under 49-and-a-half. Uh, it moved oh, wow. down. But, yeah, just backing a lot of the stuff that you were saying, Connor, regarding uh, just this Bills secondary, their elite. Uh, Mike White is just – getting rid of the ball very quickly. Corey Davis is running. He has the uh, deepest A-dot of any receiver on the Jets. It requires time uh, for those routes to develop, for him to get open. Mike White is getting rid of the ball very quickly. Um, yeah, I think this is a great spot to fade Corey Davis, who's likely to be shadowed by Tredavious
1: White as well. Yeah, yeah, I might, might play that. I mean, 45, we lost less than the number, but I think it's still probably worth worth a stab.
0: Yeah, it's probably worth a stab. I agree. Um, Patterson under ten and a half and a carries. Uh, let me see what we have Patterson. We have him at 11. So um, We have Gibson at 12. Not a great lean. I, um, I will say that. Uh, I guess I don't know what we're at. If this is Cordero Patterson. Or I think it's Patterson. Cordero. I do too. Oh, I Jared. thought he was talking
1: about Jarrett.
0: <laughs> um, I'm probably, I think under on the Jarrett Patterson carries a 10-0 out. <laughs> Mike no, Davis had, had a, a ton before the bye. He
2: did. Mike, Mike Davis had a crucial fumble last week in addition to being uh, highly ineffective for the Falcons. I know, obviously, you can only give Cordero uh, so big of a workload. But, yeah, I, I think we're going to continue to see. A shift even in the early down role I I just think Mike Davis has been ineffective I expect him to be just uh, kind of spelling Cordero at this point Um, so yeah I, I like I lean over on that personally
0: uh, we have Jarrett projected for three and a half. So that's a Jarrett number. Uh, please let us know so we yeah. can end the show and I can go bet
1: uh, like, irresponsible is, amount of money. Why in. is Jarrett's line so high? I don't know. I, I, was looking at the, I was looking at the Gibson one like a little bit ago. I mean, maybe that's just the mindset Jared. I was getting into.
0: Are you been? In, are you hanging out in Alex's gardens? Yes. <laughs>
1: I wish, I wish. Jarrett Patterson. Yeah, under ten and a half, and a carries on Jerry
0: Patterson. Uh, Stafford under 25 and a half completions uh, or under 37 and a half attempts. Um, only one QV over on either of those lines versus San Francisco this year. Uh, they lean so pass heavy. Uh, again, all these Niners Rams questions for us today. Uh, anyone have an initial lean off the top on that one? I'm going to look for projections.
1: Uh, not really. I think you, you mostly said it. He's gone – over uh, 36, or 37 and a half, 44% of the time. So he's gone under most of the time. We have projected for 36 and a half.
0: Yeah, we're right on these numbers. So uh, not a ton of value. Yeah, we have 25 completions and 36 and a half attempts. So not a ton of value there projection-wise in, in those uh, those numbers.
2: Are we still talking Jarrett Patterson?
0: From this is the only <laughs> show out there. I guarantee you, no other prop show is talking about Jared Patterson this week. Yeah, And how I mean, under 10 first. and a half carries is an absolute <laughs> lock. Five-star, gold-plated play. Connor Allen gave it to you. Jared Patterson, under 10 and a half. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first. Put it on the board. Take out a second reverse mortgage on your home. Oh, man. Get a lien on your – Car and all yeah, whatever. Darren Waller on uh over five and a half receptions. Uh good spot against uh Kansas City defense that has struggled mightily against the tight end position this year. They are uh giving up uh six and a half receptions per game, sixty-five yards, um, obviously narrow target tree there with the Raiders, uh, although they you know added Deshaun Jackson uh o- over the last couple of weeks, but uh you can sell me on that's a little too high. But uh, anyone have a lean on that? Alex, you like that one a little
2: bit? Yeah, I would agree with you. I actually hadn't seen it yet, Ryan. But, yeah, I think that's obviously a great spot versus a Kansas City defense that has been very generous to the tight end position. Uh, Yeah, I think uh, just coming off that first week, um, seeing that just monster, uh, huge target share for Waller kind of – somewhat inflated his numbers, you know, at least for like the following three to four weeks after. But I, I do think they've come down, uh, become more efficient recently. Uh, but, yeah, I, I do like that spot at over five and a half reception. I think I'd also look at his yards. I'm curious what that is set up.
0: All right. We have uh, Darius Johnson over 73 and a half rushing yards. I have not seen this yet. Um, that is we a haven- good line.
1: Yeah, we've been projected for like 100, over 100.
0: We haven't wow. projected for over 100. Um, I think it's the second highest rate on the, on the week projection wise. We have them for like 20 and a half carries and like 106 yards or something like that. I yeah, it just,
1: just dropped on DK. There's, DK has released a few props during our her show here. Um,
0: yeah, there's a 73 and a half on Caesars and there's a 73 and a half on DraftKings. FanDuel has it at 78 and a half. So, uh, yes.
2: That's uh, a huge edge.
0: Endorsed uh, Dearness Johnson with Chubb officially ruled out there. Hunter Renfro over five and a half receptions. I bet that's kind of where our projection is there. Um, Let me take a look here real quick. Anyone have a lean on that one off the top?
1: Not really. 5.7.
0: 5.7, yeah. yeah. Uh, Again, we're kind of right on the number there. Uh, Olemini Zaccheaus under 24 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Yeah, I mean, gosh – you're dealing with such variance with these secondary receiving options for Atlanta, uh, in the way that Zacchius is used sometimes too. It could be splash plays. Uh, I cannot find him. He is way down. We have him for 33 and a half receiving yards. Also, I would say no, but again, we're dealing with a sub three reception game here. Uh, Alex, any leans on that one?
2: No, I agree. Uh, yeah. Just the way that Brian's kind of spreading it out, not really having a, uh, Go-to target outside of Pitts and Cordero. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's somewhat of a volatile uh, play, so don't have a strong lean on it. But, uh, I, yeah, I think I'd probably actually uh, look under or lean under if I had to choose.
0: The uh, Waller receiving yards number is 68 and a half, according to Meg here. It feels a bit high. Um, yeah, we're at 70, so pretty much right on the projection uh, on play. Uh, also, last one for Meg, uh, the Sun God, Amon Ra St. Brown, over three and a half receiving yards, plus 125. Um, decent game scripts. Um, we, I don't know who else they're throwing to here. Anyone have a lean on uh, the Sun God?
2: Uh, I'm interested to see how Josh Reynolds fits into uh, the offense. Wouldn't surprise me whatsoever if he ends up leading uh, the Lions receivers in targets. Obviously, we know that Hawk and Swift are going to uh, have healthy target shares outside of them. It could be, you know, any one of uh, Amon or Reynolds, um, Raymond. So, yeah, I I just kind of want to see uh, how Reynolds integrates into that offense. Don't have a strong take on it, though.
0: Yeah, we have them at 3.7. So I know that that's, again, a bettable number per se. There are better numbers on the board. So. All right. You guys are awesome. Appreciate it. You take us right to the uh, top of the hour here. We have enough time for uh, our man, Sal, who continues to print winners with our prop tool, Bet of the Week. Again, you can find this prop tool as part of our betting sub, 444.com slash plans. Uh, so this runs off of our projections, give you uh, the ability to shop different books. It's really user-friendly. You can customize lines, too, if you have it you know, offshore or something like that. Uh, If you want to get value on it, looking at like, you know, prize picks or something like that, this prop tool is fantastic. So, uh, Sal, bring us home, buddy. Give us the prop tool bet of the week. (laughs) All right. Deontay Harris receiving yards over 36 and a half. Our projection is at 51.8. He's been peppered. A little bit more of late Uh, again, obviously a a different game script here. Now that uh, Kamara is out, they are um, underdogs here on the road. Trevor Simeon under center, Uh, Alex, any interest in uh, Deontay Harris over 36 and a half receiving?
2: Yeah. The more I think about this, I think this actually might have some sneaky value. Uh, Yeah. Kamara's status um, unlikely to play Uh, Simeon throwing the ball you know, more than obviously Jameis was. And like you said, Harris has uh, received more volume um, recently. So yeah, I do think, and obviously it's obviously a very plus matchup versus a Titans team. I think that's given up more production to uh, opposing wide receivers than any defense in the NFL. So yeah, I think this does have some sneaky value.
0: I like it. What do you think, Connor? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think you guys summed it up well. We, I mean, I, I, it didn't really cross my mind, but I think that it's <laughs> interesting. Um, you know, as these always are. These are always ones that are, you know, very off the wall. But, you know, Sal's, uh, Sal would be uh, probably have a better record than I would this year on props. Uh, I would say almost certainly,
0: according to the prop tool. So. A
2: lot of yeah. Cordero Patterson overs. Uh, yeah. Sal were joining us on the show.
0: One bet a week from Sal, but, you know, you're just cashing winners at like a 80% clip. Then you just go all in. Uh, push all your chips on the table on the one play, and then uh, you know double down the next week. He is uh, he's he's printing money. So yeah,
1: Sally's Sal quit producing, quit his day job, and just take the player prop tool and just put like you know empty the life savings each week onto it. I mean, he'll be rich in like you know four or five weeks.
0: If you're listening to this uh, podcast, wise, check it out on YouTube. You can get a look at the player prop tool again. You can customize by state, by book. Um, pick the prop that you want to see stat wise, you can filter by team. And again, on the far right, you're allowed to uh, adjust the prop entering in any type of odds or anything that you want to see. So great tool, highly recommend it pays for itself in one weekend. Again, four slash plans to check that out. So uh, we appreciate you guys as always hanging with us again. This is, I know, um, I'll speak for the two of them. This is, uh, one of our favorite times of the week. So we appreciate you guys hanging out with us, talking shop. Uh, again don't forget to find Prop Stars on Twitter at Prop Stars you already do Uh, I can find Connor there as well at Connor Allen NFL got some prop articles coming out over at 444.com lots of great stuff going on so uh, Connor and I will be back on Wednesday night to go game by game to break down the week 11 slate and then same time same bat channel right here next Friday night to do the prop show all over again for week 11 so for Alex and Connor I'm Ryan we will see you next week